What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday. Welcome back to the NBA Bet. We got a fun one. Weisberg's going to be joining us in a little bit. Who do we have this morning? I see Sneeps up in here. Sneeps, good to see you. Snoopaloop, happy national step in a puddle uh, in Splash Day. There we go. That's nice. I mean, I think that is pretty weather dependent. I think that's tough if you have sun. Uh, like our man-made puddles, okay. Uh, happy birthday to Chris Boucher. That's a really that's a good one. Chris Boucher, who has played even less basketball. Uh, who else we got? Uh, yeah, it's International Mike's Carrying Day. If you know anyone with the name Mike's Carrying, be sure to wish him happy International Mike's Carrying Day. That's pretty good. We like that. We like that. Uh, yeah, Mike Squared. That's right. Well, there you go, JJL and Patrick Coyne. Let's go. Member for twenty-seven months. That's right, baby. Uh, sign up for the NBA on uh, NBA the Team Hold VIP membership. You love to see that. It goes to supporting my ass which is what we need uh and detroit pistons resident fan matthew harrison says only 168 days until the nba draft let's go uh yeah we had a fun one we we had a lot of good games last night a couple of bad ones as well um and so we're gonna we're gonna go over those weisberg's gonna come on in a little bit we'll talk uh some celtics and warriors and a few other things too and i'll quickly go through some of the other the other stuff, uh, real quick though, just some business. Uh, as the team holds, cinematic universe continues to roll along. Here we're at eleven thousand one hundred and thirteen subs over here. But hey, if this is you know you know maybe it's your first time, make sure you like the stream and subscribe, and then go over to Team Hold So Rare. Team Hold So Rare, where we dropped our new episode of Value Hunting. We're slowly getting ready to monetize that bad boy. We'll have our uh, live before lock over there on. At 5.30 tomorrow evening. And then let's not forget Team Hold Sports, baby, where we're cooking. We dropped a new video yesterday. Unbelievable swagger. The best irrational confidence players in NBA history. We had fun with that one. Look at this. 8,300, baby. 8,300 subs over on this one. Only 14 videos. Just moving along. So do me a favor. Listen, we need to pump the watch time, all right? So I want you to go over to the NBA playlist over there the second the show's over. I want you to just put it on loop, all right? Put it on loop. Just go right through those videos, all right? Uh, but, yeah, continuing to grow. Pretty exciting stuff here. We're having fun. We're having fun. Uh, I was going to play back today for because we get a Paris game this afternoon. Uh, I might just go watch the No Dunks one. I might just hang out, you know, maybe work on some other administrative stuff while I listen to No Dunks. So that's probably going to be the plan today. Uh, before we get into the basketball, let me just quickly check in with the chat. What do we got reset? So I put Brown in my lineup for the game without Tatum. He scored 45. Tatum returned and Brown dropped 66. Feels like I got the right answer with the wrong workings. Hey, listen, the W is the W no matter how we get there. Uh, before we watch all the videos, can we watch No Dunks first? Only if you promise to do it. If you promise to do it, yes, you can. And Andre said, the best thing from RJ and IQ leaving my Knicks is being able to enjoy their play and not care if they win or not. I do. You know what, Andre? I, I have sensed that from a lot of Knicks fans, that it's like, you know what? I wish him nothing but success, but I'm glad it's no longer my problem anymore. Honestly, it's how I feel about like exes from you know a long time ago. We're like, you know, they share an update. They got a couple of kids now. I'm so happy for them. I mean, they seem to have found love. They seem happy. They're building a family. I no longer have to deal with any of it, though. I can just see it from afar on an Instagram post every two or three years. Uh, all right, let's get into some of the basketball last night. Again, uh, like I said, I'm going to save the Celtics and the Warriors games for when our boy Weisberg joins us in just a few minutes. Uh, but real quick, we're going to rifle through some of these. And I got to tell you, 
one of my uh one of my favorite things about like the schedule last night i watched most of the celtics i, I watched the celtics wolves game and then as that game ended I just kind of switched from game. I feel like I watched the fourth quarter of every single game. It was beautiful. It was like beautifully timed. It was the right amount of basketball for me last night. Uh, Kings beat the Hornets 123-298. So Bone Bone had 24-10-7. and uh, Kevin Herter, who just got back into the starting lineup, got hurt like two minutes in and was out for the game. Uh, Monk had 20 off the bench for the Hornets. Bridges had 24-7-6 and, and Rozier 22-4. The question I have. What's going on with De'Aaron Fox? Do we think De'Aaron Fox is hurt? Do we have any Kings fans in the chat that are plugged in to what's going on in Sacktown? Um, 19 points. I feel like he's now had three consecutive weeks of just rough hoops. Uh, I don't know what to, I don't know what's going on. Um, I I've like stopped drafting him for the most part. An underdog, like I've really moved him down, and I'm not really concerned long term. I just wonder if he's battling an injury or maybe there's some fatigue. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that, there's nothing really to say. The Hornets suck. Kings got a good win. I'm glad they beat them because they lost to the Hornets at home the last time they played them. Uh, next game up. Detroit All right, Pistons are down so bad. The 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 team that is like comparable to the Pistons right now is the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs came in to Detroit and just beat the pants off of them. Uh, Wemby, this was a really impressive Wemby game. And it, you know the one benefit of Pop's minutes restrictions on Wembenyama is that this looks very impressive. So in 21 minutes, he had 16 points, 12 boards. In Tennessee, he had he was like halfway to a triple double at the end of the first quarter. I can only imagine how many minutes this man, I mean, how many points this guy would have put up last night if he could play like a normal allotment of minutes. Now he probably would have played four or five minutes when this game was over, like pretty early. Uh, but Wemby was awesome, and nobody else really did anything for the Spurs. Like everybody kind of chipped in with 15, 16 here. Vassell had 16 and five. Uh, Keldon Johnson, who I forget, comes off the bench, which is still just like a funny thing. He had 17 off the bench. Um, and then we get Duran. Duran dropped a nice double double. He's been he's been good. I mean, that's like a bright spot for Detroit. He had 21 and 12, Boyan 19, Burks 15, Ivy had 19 and 5. Um, next game, I'll take Fox under points and he will have 35 probably. Garen in the chat said, Missed the show yesterday. I assumed you spent at least half of it breaking down uh, Nebraska's upset of number one Purdue. You know how I know that was like a big deal? Is because there's no college basketball in my algorithm, none on my feed whatsoever, except for Caitlin Clark. Um, and every, and that was everywhere. So congrats on taking down the big Canadian go, go corn Huskers, baby. Uh, Pacers beat the wizards. Uh, this was a, I could have, I didn't watch a lick of this game. Uh, no Halliburton. So that's not fun. Jordan pool though, two consecutive games in a row where he balled out. He had 28 and seven. Maybe the pool has been fixed. Um, Kuz had a double, double, he had 11, 11 and five. Gak Ford had 12 and eight. Turner at 18 and 13. The McConnell's. TJ had 14 and eight only played 22 minutes. I want McConnell to play more, more minutes, but the Pacers had a big lead and then it like slowly slipped away. Nembard didn't do much, but Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown. I know I talked a lot about McConnell and, uh, and Nembard being like the beneficiaries of Halliburton being out. I forgot that Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown will also do a little bit more. Uh, Hawk Sixers. This one went to overtime. This was kind of fun. Brutal call on Maxi in overtime. Uh, he was just played Played straight up defense on Trey Young. I didn't think it was close to a foul, but Trey did his like herky jerky thing and they gave him the call. Maxi followed out. The second he followed out, the game ended. Like once he was out of the game, they they had no ability to do anything because then it was just Tobias Harris. And that's never a good sentence to say out loud. But um 
the real the real story was Jalen Johnson, baby. Jalen Johnson was the best hawk last night. 25 points, 16 boards, and seven assists. Uh, also, no Capella last night. No Embiid, two for the Sixers. But no Capella. Onyeko Kongu got the start, 19 and 11. Bang, right away. Uh, DeJounte had 25 and 5 and 5. Uh, Trey Young had 28 and 11. And then the Sixers, it really was a two- Two-man team, right? So Maxie had 35, 9, and 8. Tobias Harris had 32 and 10. And then Paul Freed, Paul Reed, um, uh, had, what was it? Paul Reed had, excuse me, 9 and 9. Uh, Harry talks freely. What's up, Harry? Uh, Harry, we're going to do the Warriors here in a second. I don't even know what the Clay controversy is. Was it what he said post game? We'll save this. We'll save this, though. Uh, I'll start this and we'll come back to it because we are going to talk about the Warriors. I'm going to get rid of some of the games I don't care about as much. Uh, hashtag Heat Culture fell to the thunder last night. SGA dropped 28 and 8. Uh, Chet, Big Chet, had 23 and 9. This is a good win for OKC. Uh, Haywood Highsmith had 19 and 5. Bam, 25, 11 and 6. Triple J with 21 and 5. I'm sorry. Tri yeah, Triple J, the other Triple J with 21 and 5. And then Hero. Dude, Tesla, I was watching the Atlanta broadcast, and even Atlanta said Eddie didn't get even their broadcast was like that was a tough call, but they but they had already used their challenge. So I actually think you are using this to fulfill your narrative of a booty of Maxi being a booty defender, which both can be true. Maxi can be a booty defender, and that wasn't a foul. There was no way that was not a foul. Uh, Chewy woke up late answering the question on the Fox injury. Nothing listed officially, but he has been wincing and holding his hip a lot. There we go. Boots on the ground from Chewy. Um Jovic did look good. Yeah, Jovic has been looking good. This is one of the, the positive things for Miami here. I mean, listen, first, OKC, big win. Uh, they, like, dropped a couple of games. It looked a little funky after that big win against Boston. Turning it around a little bit here. Uh, looking great. with And SGA didn't score 30. So to get a W without SGA really popping off against a really good team is good. Uh, totally agree with Stan, though. Miami, like, listen, Jimmy Butler's played, I think, seven minutes this season. Uh, but don't worry. Netflix is going to be following him around, watching him in his street clothes while he doesn't play basketball. Can't wait to see that. Um, honestly, that'd probably be a little more, that would be more entertaining than following him around playing basketball probably. So maybe I take it back, but uh, Jovic looks great. Triple J looks good. Uh, good. High Smith. Like they're just getting a lot of good minutes from guys who don't see regular minutes. That's good to see uh, another overtime game last night. So that was uh there. Wait, did I finish? No, I did finish Hawks and Sixers. Uh, the Bulls Rockets, 124, 119. Dude, Kobe White got hot in overtime. Uh, he dropped 30 and eight, uh, but he, he looked good. Levine too. It was funny. I watched a lot of the, the second half of that game and I didn't see a lot from Levine and then looked at the box score and it was like 25, 13 and seven. Uh, Booch had 18 and 15. You know what was fun here? Cam Whitmore slowly seeing some more minutes here. Uh, he had 16 and five off the bench. Shingun, Shingun had a terrible first three quarters. And then in the fourth quarter was unguardable. He had 25, nine and five, uh, big double, double from Jabari Smith who had 18 and 15. And then Freddie had 20, 10 and six. So that was pretty good. Good win for Chicago, dude. They just keep getting W's man. It's like they needed Levine to sit out some time so they could just shake up the vibes a little bit. Now Levine comes back. It's like, hey, you know what? Maybe I would like to win some basketball games. That's good to see. Uh, all right, two more games to get through, and then we'll bring Weisberg on. Uh, Jazz beat the pants off of Denver from, like, the second the ball was tipped off. Uh, Chris Dunn, Colin Sexton, and John Collins just stepped on their throat in the first quarter, which is not something you normally hear 
it's usually them, their throats being stepped on. Uh, Jokic ended up with 27, 11, and 6. Jamal Murray, 17, and 6. But it was the big three of Laurie Markkinen had a nice double-double of 26 and 12. Sexton at 22, and then Jordan Clarkson at 27 and 9. And then the nightcap, baby. <clears throat> Clips and We the North. Pascal Siakam ruined my life last night. He uh, got a late Q tag at right at, I think, at like 6.50 Eastern time. They're like, hey, BT-Dub, Siakam might not play. Uh, and then he sure, sure done it. Sure done it. Uh, but you know what? Shout out the Raptors. This team's way more fun to watch now since this trade. Uh, and they kept it close. Like this was a tight game throughout the entire time. Uh, Scotty Barnes had a really bad game. So to lose by six with Barnes doing 12, seven and six, this is a tough back to back for them too. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, 22 and four, uh, RJ, and this is three games in a row that RJ Barrett has played good basketball. What's going on? 24, 5, and 4. Uh, Emmanuel quickly had 25, 6, and 4. We'd love to see that. And then for the Clippers, their big tree, uh, Paul George, 29, 7, and 6. Kawhi, 29, and 7. James Harden, 14, 11, and 5. And how about Kawhi? Huh? Report First reported by the Clippers. You know, they didn't even leak that shit to Shams or Ashams or Woj. They were just like, you know what? We're tweeting it, which is good. Get that clout. Get that engagement farm. Make Elon pay you. Um, but Kawhi is staying around. I'm assuming Paul George is next. Uh, Andre in the chat said, my last leg of my parlay was Freddie. 20 plus, hit a clutch tech free throw on the fourth. Never score an OT. There you go. Take that dub, Andre. Um, yeah, I don't know. A good, good, win, good win for LA. I think they are now 21 and six uh, in their last 27, which, you know, that's pretty good. And with Denver losing again uh, last night, uh, I, again, they still, it's not like they've been losing a lot, but with that loss to, uh, Utah, De uh, Denver's 26 and 13, the clips 24 and 13. So just, just, uh, tied in the loss column, officially one game back and the Clippers now with the wolves losing the Clippers are two games out of the one seed, which, you know, it feels like three years ago when they lost five in a row after trading for James Harden. So that's crazy. Tessa said, you think they announced Kawhi's deal with Toronto in town just to troll him? Yeah, maybe. This is what it's like to re-sign a star. Maybe that's what they were saying. I like that. Uh, Carl saying, crazy how Boucher lost minutes with Pirtle being out. Okay, I'll say one thing on this, and then we'll and then uh, we we'll take a quick break, bring on Weisberg, and get to the two big games from last night. Um, I So I know everyone's probably freaking out about this, and oh, like on the so rare side of things, I I wonder the matchups were Anthony Davis and Zubach. That's the two matchups that we've seen since uh Pertle's gone out, and those are big boys. Those are big boys. Uh, so and I guess what we learned is that Thad Young is considered a big boy. Like that's the biggest guy that they have to throw at their big guys. Uh, I would also say Jonte Porter uh got some good minutes out there. So I, I think like if you're thinking about uh from the fantasy sides of things, because I think yeah, Boucher only played like 12 or 14 minutes last night. I would look at who they're playing. And if they get one of those matchups where it's like cupcakes, cupcake bigs, you can probably run Boucher out there. But I can't believe I mean it's it's that young season, baby. It's that young season. So yeah, good point, Tesla. Uh, can we talk about how bad people are throwing shirts? Yeah, listen, man, I, I'm with you on this. I was with Justin Catchins at the in-season tournament, and they had some, like, listen, I don't care if you can do fucking backflips and somersaults and whatever else acrobats do. You chuck a T-shirt. If that's your job, if your job is to come out there and throw a T-shirt, you're going to be able to throw a T-shirt. And if you can't throw a T-shirt, invest in a T-shirt cannon. There's nothing cooler than than shooting a t-shirt cannon. Okay, so if you can't throw, throw have somebody else throw it. 
and get a t-shirt can. All right, we're going to take our first break. We're going to get Weisberg on here, and then we'll keep cooking. We'll be right back. Today's NBA bit is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy Sports. Whether you're drafting Luka first overall in best ball or fading Wemby blocks in the pickums, Underdog is where you'll find team hold. Sign up today at underdogfantasy.com or just click the link in the description to get started. And by signing up using promo code hold, H-O-L-D, you will get a 100% deposit bonus match up to $100. That's a free honey. So sign up today using promo code hold, H-O-L-D, and get started at underdogfantasy.com. Boom. All right, hold on. So Chewie says shirt slingshot is greater than a cannon. Fine. Just use something that enhances your ability to get a T-shirt past the fifth row. All right, here we go. Let's get Weisberg up on here. Mike, what's going on, man? How are we doing? Good, man. How are you? Good. Are we got a uh, blue blue screen action tonight with a jump man? Is that a, is that a Michael Jordan logo? What do we got over there? Uh, it's, it's actually a weird background because I just got tired of the uh, kitchen being in the background. So I grabbed sure. an old Twitch background and just threw it on there. I like so, it. Yeah. I like it. Um, all right. What's uh? Where? What do you want to start with? You want to start with the Celtics or the Warriors game? Let's go Warriors, man. Let's go negative to start the morning. I'm 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 hyped. I I spent the better part of the last hour or so deep diving into Warriors stats, and it's a uh, it's a mess. Mike. Yeah. All I right. Mean, let me we, we, recap why the why game, I... then, then we'll jump into the numbers. It's it's yeah. Crazy. So this this. This game was on ABC, which is just hilarious. Like, I love that this was the ABC game. Uh, Pelicans won uh, 141 to 105. They dropped 141 on them. Uh, Zion had 19, 7, and 5. JV with 21 and 9. All right, so Kaminga, minus 20. He had 12 and 4. Pajemski had two points. Uh, I believe nine boards and two dimes, or nine dimes and two boards, one or the other. Minus 31. Uh, Clay had 13 and 4. He was minus 17. Uh, Moody had 21 points. That was like the one shining star Moody who didn't start the first half, then came out and started the second half. But at that point, uh, they were kind of calling the quits. Uh, they got booed a lot. Again, uh, there were some very interesting comments after the game by, uh, Steph, uh, also by clay. They both kind of took very different angles. Steph said, uh, basically like, I understand why they're booing them. Like I'm booing them in my head as well. Uh, I'm booing the play. I'm booing the basketball that we're playing. And then also, they were talking about like, do you think you can uh, write the ship? It was something along the lines with that question. And Steph's comments were uh, basically that uh, was it that Einstein quote? Was it Einstein where like if you continue to do the same thing over and over, expecting a different result, it's insanity or something like that? Ba basically said that. Uh, and then Clay, on the other hand, when they asked about the booing, is he like, well, am I supposed to lose sleep over that or something like that? That was kind of his reaction. So uh, very different reactions from the two, uh, the two splash bros, but so that's kind of a table setter. Uh, uh, Manny's telling me he quoted it wrong. There we go. He quoted it wrong, but uh, I don't know. Weisberg, where do you want to start with it? Oof. Uh, let's start with Andrew Wiggins. Cause I think that is the biggest source of uh, warrior fans complaints. Wiggins over the last three games, and Mike, I don't know if, if you've heard this stat yet, but he's minus 63 plus minus. And look, plus minus is an inartful stat. It really doesn't capture everything that you'd like, but that is pretty horrendous. But let, let's deep dive into the numbers a little bit. Let's, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. All of the Wiggins lineups have a negative net rating. The Warriors' regular starting lineup, including Wiggins, is the six. Wait, hold on one sec, Mike. I, I can't tell if I, if I lost you or if, uh, Hold on, no. I think I think it was just my headset. Sorry, hold on. Okay. We good? 
I think I think my AirPods died. I like couldn't hear you there ah, for a second. Sorry, sorry. Continue, okay. continue. I apologize. Right. Sixth worst worst net rating in the entire league. So, like in terms of a five man rotation, they have the sixth worst starting lineup in the league right now. Um, he's the seventh worst player by net rating overall on the season. He is the second worst shooter in the league by effective field goal percentage. It's crazy. Fifth worst in assist percentage. He is the worst non-big in the league in assist-to-turnover percentage. Like, he is historically bad, relatively speaking, for A, what he is getting paid, and B, what the Warriors' expectations are. That's not to say that all the issues are Wiggins-related. Look, Clay's been up and and down. There have been serious lineup issues, regardless of whether or not Draymond's in the lineup. you know, they have the injury stuff with CP now out for the next month. Um, I think Steph's comments are alarming in a yeah. lot of ways in, in the sense of this is the first time we've seen Steph Curry be like, yeah, changes need to be made. Yeah, I mean, for you the know, most part, right, he stayed out of out of that conversation. And, I mean, if anything, all we've learned is just, like, how close he is with – and, I, I mean, I don't think that's not true anymore. Like, I do think he's still close with everybody. But that's all we've heard is, like, you know, the belief in the core. We're going to go out together, all that stuff. And this was clearly this was clearly the first change in tone. I, the thing is, and I kind of mentioned this earlier in the week, I don't I don't think they have any move to make. So I, <laughs> and by the way, I see Stan in, in in the chat, and look, Stan's right. Andrew Wiggins is a fraud. He's been a fraud since the twenty twenty two finals. He had a fifteen game stretch or a twenty game stretch before he went on his sabbatical last year, where mm-hmm. he was actually great. Yeah, but after that. Since since coming back, he has been arguably one of the worst players in the league on a contract that, that people thought was going to be pretty favorable, about $25 million a year, and that contract kicked in this year. You got three years and $75 million left on that contract. Yeah, I don't know why Warrior fans think Toronto will want a deal for him. Like, why, why would they take him other than the fact that he's from Canada? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no – like, the – but here, what I'm, what I'll put on, like my point was, like sure, you can trade. It's gonna have to be like Kaminga or mm-hmm. Kaminga or Pajemski or Moody. Like there's gonna be some young pieces involved in any move, move because exactly. nobody's nobody's trading. Yeah, nobody's trading for Wiggins or Chris Paul because they're like, oh, this will help. But you bring Siakam into this team. I don't know. What does that what does that make them the seventh best team in the West? Like I, I, I don't. I think there needs to be like a real honest conversation in uh, in the front office to be like, hey guys, like we, you look around. Like Denver's way better than you. The Timberwolves are way better than you. The Thunder, the uh, Mavericks. The I mean, uh, Mavericks. I want to say are way better, but the Clippers. Uh, we haven't even gotten to like the Kings, the Suns, the Lakers. Like I don't see a move that all of a sudden makes them. A, a contender, you know? Well, when you break down their assets, right? You have the Chris Paul contract, which is about 30 million. And you have Clay coming off the books as well. It's about 42 million. Even then, you're still way over the cap. Yeah. And this is a team that since 2016 has dropped nearly 500 million in luxury tax. You, you think Joe Lakeup's going to be like, hey, let's trade for uh, Pascal Siakam and add another $40 million guy who might get us to a seven seed. Yeah, Lakeup's which not that which, dude. which might get you like one or two games of playoff revenue, mm-hmm. you know. And so I I just don't see I and again maybe Steph 
Because I do think Steph has a lot of power in this conversation. Maybe Steph is like, hey, you know what? I, I know we might not be like a one or two seed coming out of this, and we might not be favored in any playoff series, but you have me on this team, and like in any playoff series, I can be the best player in in the series. And then like so give us give me a shot to compete. And I think if he does say that, I think the war it's tough for the Warriors to say no. Um, and so then they may, maybe they make a move, but, and I love Siakam. I'm a Siakam fan. I just like, I, Siakam's not going to move the needle on a 10. They're not a 10 seed. They're a 12 seed. They're not going to move the needle on a 12 seed. Well, and for a guy with an expiring contract, so you're not even sure if you're going to be able to sign him. Right. So like that's the other part of, of any of the Siakam conversation. I, I just, I, I think the bigger thought on the Warriors should be, what are they going to be moving forward? I'm not even looking at them this season as a team that can really make playoffs. No. And yeah, they're only about three games out of the play-in. But like, I think what Mike Dunleavy needs to do here is it's not just one move. It's going to take two or three to figure out what do you do with Clay? What are yeah. you going to do with Chris Paul's expiring? How are you going to leverage that into um, some kind of a deal? Because it's partially guaranteed. So you, you can make a deal there for about 30 million bucks. And after that, I think you have to, like, what are you going to do with Jonathan Kaminga? you going to trade yeah. JK? Because the, part of the, the issue is structural here. They right. signed they, they signed Wiggins and they signed Draymond, which right. limited what you could do with Kaminga anyway. So, well, like, I get I get his frustration. I'd be mad, too. I, like, if I was him, I'd be like, I'd want to make my 80 to 100 million like everyone else in my draft class is making right now. Right. I think one thing – one thing the Warriors have to do, and like I don't know, maybe they're like we're not gonna play Kaminga. Like Kaminga's not the answer, and so they're just hoping Wiggins plays himself out of it. We're like halfway through the NBA season at this point. We're almost there. We're, all, we're like, yeah, and it's like so uh, we get the sample size. You just ha you just have to stop playing Wiggins. Like you just have to take the L. And that's what's so crazy about this is like, but between what Wiggins has done and what or hasn't done and what Draymond has done on and off the court like those you get a lot of salary tied up in those and they they're just not impacting your, well, they yeah they're not and I, it's, I was they are impacting the team they're impacting them negatively but what's nuts about the Draymond stuff too is like when that extension happened you're like you know what this isn't terrible right they're going to pay him for the next couple of years he's still going to be like pretty he's a solid solid guy he makes step better all of those things right the intangibles blah 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 and then it'll probably tail off in that last year of the deal and like that's probably where we see the decline and for this to happen immediately, it just kind of it poured like gasoline on this on this fire, and it, it's moved it a lot faster. And I know Wiggins has definitely been like the worst part about this right now because he's like historically bad. Uh, but uh, the Draymond, Pete, both of those things happening simultaneously, and and I get and just the West getting better. Like it's it's I I don't see any I don't see any path forward. You, you know what the wild thing is? Before the season started, Mike. They, Steve Kerr said, hey, last season, all the bad vibes, that was the exception. You know, that, that, that isn't who we are. We know what the, the better comp is. It was that your title run was the exception. Right. Because you look at the last five years, they've basically been a 10 seed. They right. The Steph injury year in 19, they, they go to the play-in, I think, in 20, uh, 21, Steph gets hurt. Draymond basically quits on the team. Sorry, it's 20 where they quit on the team. Yeah, the bubble year. Yeah, that was a Wiseman draft. Um, then the 21-22 season, they win the title. And then you have the last two years. Yeah. So, like, I, I just look at them, and 
I just think that Mike Dunleavy is going to have to make some serious choices about what this team is going to be in the future. And those choices may not include the core three being together. Yeah. And I, I think too, like, I think history will be kind to it because it'll be uh right. They get a title pre KD KD comes in, they rip off two and then they get one more afterwards. And I'm not saying they can never like get back up to it or whatever, but to get one more after, I think like as time passes, we're not going to focus so much on this because this happens with, with every team that comes stumbling down. This is like, this is what happens. So it's not surprising. Um, it just looks it looks gross right now. It looks really gross. And I and again, I man, I don't I don't know if John Levy Jr. has the juice to to make the move. Because again, even if you get rid of Wiggins, even if you get rid of Wiggins and Chris Paul, that's not getting you anything back. That has to be like the first step. Uh because you're gonna have to include Kaminga, Picks, or Moody to get something of note back. Or both. Yeah, I think if you commit if you but I don't even know who that would be like because Kaminga and Moody is like a nice package. I think I think those are both like talented young guys. Moody was great last night, by the way. Moody's been great the entire season. They just don't play him. He's a great all year. Every time he gets out there. Yeah, it's, it's so, so frustrating. Good. It's like I love Moses Moody. The guy's a fucking pro. Yeah, he gives a shit like he has everything the Warriors should want in a player. And they're just yeah. like. Well, he's not raising a fuss. About two weeks ago, his agents came out, which is clutch, by the way. And they yeah. were like, hey, man, uh, Moses is unhappy. First Did they say that? Years, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't even say that. I was, I was just about to say, uh, I'm surprised that Kaminga did and Moody didn't. Um, yep. But there you go. Well, the Kaminga stuff is weird. Like, Kaminga has some weird agents who don't really represent high-profile guys. That's why it's looked a little bit bungled in terms of the rollout of his comments. Like, You've seen stuff over the last month of like more noise from him, but mm-hmm. the general consensus is like he's made public comments. His agents have leaked stuff in a way that's been weird. I don't know. Yeah. All of it feels kind of messy in a way that he clearly wants to get paid and he doesn't want to be here. Right. Is what it right. feels like. Unless he's going to play. If he's going to play, then great. But otherwise, he's ready to leave. Yeah. I think the move is probably like if, if the Warriors don't feel like. Kaminga is a long-term and but the, the front office loves Kaminga so that's the problem that is like the the coach doesn't but the front office does but I feel like you got to move off of you got to move off of somebody in the core oh go ahead what were you gonna say one one last quick note since you brought up the coach uh what's gonna happen with Steve Carter I don't know I mean I can't imagine he's having fun right now like and he doesn't need to do this I would just you know go Bill Belichick this shit man go I'd call it call it a well, day I, I, I only reference it in reference to the Spo deal that we saw yesterday. Right. right? And so like that resets the market a little bit for top tier coaches. And it's not like, you know, there's a salary cap on coaches. And look, what what I would just say in terms of, I want want to make sure I frame this right. Uh, I think the the thing with Kirk is I don't know how much Joe Lakeup's willing to pay for that guy. Mm. I like, I, is is Joe Lakeup going to pay ten million? Does he want to pay what top tier is, which is about fifteen million? You know what the move is. That, that's actually very funny. <laughs> that's great. No, you know you know what the move is. The move is to let Steve go, and you bring up Kenny Atkinson because Kenny Atkinson is a great coach when it comes to rebuilding. We saw what he did with Brooklyn. He made a Brooklyn team that their roster looked like ass, very competitive, very quickly. 
Yeah, and like that that would be the sign, and to quote Harry Styles, the sign of the times. Like that would be that would be us knowing, like, okay, Golden State's moving forward. They're probably gonna move off of some of their core pieces if they did something like they that. They may move off Atkinson because he's on the current staff. Yeah. They like I could see Don Levy being like, I just want a new staff in here to take a look at all these guys. Um, Maybe. And you're not wrong. I, I will say, look, we know Kenny Atkinson makes great decisions. He decided he took that, that Charlotte job and then like 24 hours later, was like, fuck that. No, he's like, I'll be I, a high. I, I'm highly not paid. coaching Lamella Ball. Yeah, I'll be a highly paid assistant instead. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't I don't, know what they do, man. I, I really don't. Because, again, like looking at the it, their standings, too, are crazy because they, they're 17 and 20. But of their 37 games, 22 have been at home. And they are 11 and 11 at home, 6 and 9 on the road. They are a full game pack. Uh, same same uh, loss uh, loss column numbers as the Utah Jazz, but a full game back behind the Jazz, and they are two and a half. I'm sorry, a game and a half back behind the Lakers and the Rockets. Who congrats to the Lakers who moved to the nine seed last night. And I pulled have you the, seen the quickly. Have you seen that since you mentioned them? Have you seen the Jazz last ten? Dude, the Jazz have been awesome. Like I, I know Warrior fans, like oh, let's tr- deal for Lori marketing. Dude, he ain't coming to you. Yeah, the no. Jazz have, the, the Jazz have beaten. The Mavericks, they've yeah. beaten uh, the they've beaten the Sixers, the Nuggets, um, they've beaten the Timberwolves, the Rockets. Like, they're yeah. beating good teams. They're not no, trying they, to make a trade right now. Sorry to pick no, they just, they got a funky um, roster too. They got a funky like they're no real A plus guys, but a bunch of Bs. Uh, they so they're the Warriors upcoming games. Ready at Chicago? Who Chicago now? It's a good team. At Milwaukee this weekend, and then at Memphis, which whatever, at Utah, home for Dallas, home for Atlanta, home for Sacramento, home for the Lakers, home for the Sixers. Like, I and that that Sixers game, what is that? That is Tuesday, January 30th. At that time, we will know what they're doing for the rest of the season because that, that's like another seven or eight games. We'll have a better feel of where they are record-wise as we approach the trade deadline. But I can't imagine they're standing pat, uh, but I – I think it would be a super panic move, um, a super panic move to go trade for somebody like Siakam to finish in the eight seed and then hope you get out of the playing game. Yeah, no, I I agree ten thousand percent. I think they are uh, more than behind the eight ball. They they are a team that one doesn't own their own pick. By the way, this year, mm-hmm. shout out to the Trailblazers who yeah. kind of made out like gangbusters on the Dame Lillard deal. Because right. one of the things they got in dealing for Drew Holiday was that uh, Golden State pick via Boston. Yep. Um, so they're in a really good position because that could be a top 10 pick. Uh, yeah. I mean, right now, like right right now, and you see them in the 12 seed. Uh, who, let me actually, let me look at this real quick. Uh, so obviously on the east side of things, right, the Pistons, Wizards, and Hawks are all behind them. Uh, technically, uh, also the Hawks and Raptors. And Nets are behind them, so that's five. And then you have the yeah, that's eight. So it's eight teams behind them. So yeah, they could have two top ten picks next year because of that, which is nuts. Um, all right, let's. Anything else on the Warriors? They were good. We we got a good 15, 20 minutes on the Warriors. Nice. Yeah, it's hard to say anything about the Pelicans. The game was over immediately. I will say eight games over five hundred now, and they are they're the six seed, but they're three and a half games out of uh, first place right now, and seven and three in their last ten. And like their home road splits are kind of like twelve and eight at home, eleven and seven on the road. Uh, they've just been they're just so deep. That's the thing with the Pels. So and good Zion's win for not even playing well. Zion only had eight points no. last night. Like they they're not. 
uh, Zion dependent, if anything. I think it's a lot of Brandon Ingram. Their wings are so long. Yeah. And defensively, like between Herb Jones and Trey, like they're just going to eat up. Like they're, yeah. they're really, really good. Zion actually ended with, did you say not? He ended with 19, but it was, right, it was, it was funny. He had five like at halftime. And then, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, but he, and yeah, they had a weird game. They actually played him a few more minutes too. I wondered if they like knew he was having a bad game and they're like, let me get him, let me get him into shape. Um, all right, I'm going to take uh, one more quick ad break here, and then we'll talk Celtics and Wolves. Let's do Today's it. Today's NBA bit is brought to you by So Rare. Daily fantasy sports is annoying. Constantly paying attention to injury news, who's starting, who's sitting, and just having to remember to enter your lineups each and every day. With So Rare, you just have to enter your lineup once for each game week. And instead of having to pay an entry fee each time you enter a contest, with So Rare, once you buy your cards, the tournaments are free. Each game week, you'll have a chance to win more card rewards to bolster up your roster. And this year, So Rare is introducing cash prizes. So sign up for So Rare today using the link in the description, and they'll start you with 20 free common cards. And by using our link, once you buy five cards from auction, they'll give you a 6-1 free. So sign up for So Rare today and see if you can take down Mike Sorarian. All right, here we go. We're back. We're back. Uh, so real quick, let me just hit the overarching stuff with Boston, Minnesota last night. So two first place teams go to overtime. Celtics win 127-120. Uh, Celtics go on a big run at the end of the fourth quarter to send that to overtime. As it, I honestly thought Minnesota had sealed the game when I think they were up 109-102. And then the Celtics just ripped off a bunch of points in a row. Ant-Man got off to a slow start, finished with 29-6-6. Good cat game. 25, 13, and 6. The bigs just kind of dominated. Nasrid had 19 and 10. Uh, Kyle Anderson, 17, 8, and 5. No Rudy in that game. Also, no Porzingis. Jalen Brown was like the first three and a half quarters, and then Tatum was the fourth quarter guy. JB had 35 and 11. Uh, Tatum had 45 and 4, getting, I think, was it 12 points in overtime? Um, yep. And then right. Drew. Drew Holiday, 12-5-4. and four. Uh, Really good win. Uh, shout out Boston Base and Sneeps, who were oh, both there. And also, before I turn it over to you, good performance by Minnesota. Minnesota on a tough back-to-back, -back, played Orlando the night before and got a victory without Rudy, who is their defensive anchor. And still, like, they're a legit team. To go on the road and against the Celtics team on a back-to-back, -back, that, that was a pretty impressive performance by Minnesota, so some flowers to them. But I don't know, where do you want to start with that one? Yeah, qu quickly on the back-to-back -back front for them, uh, they landed in Boston uh, yesterday during the day um, yeah. and played day of. So, like, they had some plane issues. So, um, a little unusual in terms of timing for them. So, for them to even, like, put up that level of performance, given the travel stuff, was super impressive. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll start Celtics first on, on that one. Uh, Celtics uh, get a franchise record, 18 consecutive wins, uh, tied for 13 best home start in NBA history. Longest since the 2015-16 season, and the Spurs are 39 and now. Wait, hold on, hold on. How is that a franchise record of 18 consecutive home wins when they didn't they go 50? Oh, like didn't they go like 50 and one that year at home? Ah, at TD Garden. Oh, at TD Garden. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, um, at, at TD, it's not, it's not a overall franchise. Just got you, got Garden. you. Um. Quickly on JB, since you mentioned it, um, best scoring stretch of JB's career. Um, he scored 30-plus points in the last three consecutive games, first time in his career. Did have three in a row in, in the playoffs, but just regular season. It's his best overall scoring stretch. 
He's not contributing much otherwise offensively. You and I talked about this on playback last night, which if you want to watch games live on playback, can playback.tv slash team hold, come hang out with us. We had a great time last night. We had a, picked up a ton of members. Um, it's a great game. So definitely I would recommend jumping on. We might even jump on tonight. Uh, there you go. Bucks Celtics. We'll see. Uh, depends on my work. Um, but the real story is Tatum. Like we talked about this part a little bit on playback. Um, Tatum over his last 10 games has been undeniably the best player in the league outside of Luca, maybe. Um, right now he's fifth in scoring in the last 10, fifth in three point percentage. On the season, he, he's shooting 32.5% on pull up threes, but over the last 10, he's shooting 45.7% on pull up threes. Wow. He is the best pull up three point shooter in the league. Which is crazy because um, it does not feel that way. <laughs> no. And that that gets to kind of the issue with him where, you know, he, he's actually getting to different areas. His post-up numbers are higher as well. Um, but he's, he's just been super effective in the minutes, and he's closing out in crunch time. Um, hey, boss base, I appreciate it. Um, it's, it's more about, like, when you look at like the broader context of JT season, the first couple months were, I would say shooting wise, a little rough, but I think adjusting to what these five man rotations have looked like. They're still the second best five man lineup in the league right now. OKC is the only one that's better. The difference right now is I think there's better offensive flow and defensively. I don't think there's like Minnesota is really, really good when healthy. When the Celtics have Porzingis on the floor, I don't think there's a better defense in the league. Yeah, like I mean, they, they're just really elite defensively. One of the things I also gave Al Horford some slander last night uh, while we were watching the game, and and then in retrospect, I looked at it. He actually had a pretty decent shooting night. Um, but the, the what the thing that and what sparked my my mind on that is the the ball movement that the Celtics have had, especially especially as of late where they're just the ball is just moving crisply around the court and like they're finding wide open corner threes and whether they go down or not, I mean, they're, they're great shots and they just, it just, they, they looks like a well-oiled machine out there. Uh, and JJL in the chat here, I feel like you can answer this. When can we genuinely get excited about JT and the MVP race? Felger and Maz keep telling me it's not going to happen. And it makes me sad. Felger and Maz is a bit JJL. You should know this by now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Boston base. Um, look, uh, I don't think JT is in the MVP discussion really yet. I think it's probably going to take another, like, he needs to continue playing on this level of basketball in order to be recognized as that guy. Um, I just think this team is too good. And I think there's a real consensus around, for whatever reason, around Giannis, around Jokic, around Luka even though the Celtics right now are the best team in the league by four games. Yeah, I think right, uh, right now, I mean, because Jokic has slowed. I mean, Jokic still puts up such incredible numbers, and it just feels like he's slowing down. Uh, I do I do still think, like, Tatum's been awesome. Uh, I think what Giannis is doing, even though they're they're you have some weird energy over there, it's not because of Giannis's numbers. Like Giannis's numbers have been nuts over the last couple of weeks. Um, I still think Tatum will be in the conversation. I think the bigger problem, like Joe Maz, is not going to win. It, like they, I feel like they could lose three games for the rest of the season, and he still won't win. And it's because the narrative around Joe is not great, based on what happened last year. Um, 
even though I, he has been noticeably better, uh, that I, and then you have Mark Dagnall from the Thunder. There's just like other cases that are more yeah. surprising, and th those are the guys that usually get the nods first. I mean, Spolstra still never won Coach of the Year, right? So like that, it it's more about narrative it, than anything else. I think the the better version of that is how many how many Celtics do you think get in the All Star game? Uh, I it'll. Uh, Three? Do you think three? Uh, do you think it's four? I don't think they're gonna. I don't think it's gonna be like the Atlanta I Hawks. Four. I, I I think it's it's maybe two or three at most. Yeah, I I mean I think Brown and Tatum are in, and then I I think because I if you think about the bigs in the East, right? It's like Embiid, Bam, and uh, Giannis as like those big 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 bros. After that, though, I mean, like Porzingis is probably next up, right? Am I am I wildly forgetting? I was. The, uh, oh, Randall, I was, I was, Randall. Randall, yeah. I, I was diving into the numbers this morning on the Celtics. Uh, fun fact on KP, he's still the best uh, in terms of post-up points. He's the best player in the league right now. Yeah. He has like five, five post-up points a game, which is basically the same thing he was doing in Washington last year. Those yeah. numbers that he had – sorry, in Washington last year. The numbers he had in Washington are the same thing that he's doing in Boston. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, second second year in a row. Uh, yeah, I could, I could see him maybe just missing the cut – I don't know. I was listening to Doc Rivers was saying that Derek White's definitely going to get in because coaches vote on it. Um, we'll see. I mean, definitely two. Yeah, you're probably right. It's probably two or three. Probably yeah, it's just I, I. I guess my my overarching thought on the Celtics, outside of the fact that they're just <laughs> they're they're really really good, is I I'm still a little a little worried about the bench. Yeah, and it was great last night in the first half. Didn't do much in the second half. Um, they need like one more piece. I feel like to feel comfortable in an eight-man rotation in the playoffs. Now it may not matter, right? Like you get to the playoffs, you're going to get down to seven guys anyway. Yeah. So, but you out, you may... outlined this last night. They don't have a lot of flexibility for moves, right? Yeah. So I'm going to get trade nerdy here, chat. So I apologize. Um, but here's what it is. Basically, as a second apron team, they can't do a whole lot in terms of trades. So they can trade their great exception from the Grant Williams deal, which, by the way, for those of you tracking the Dallas Mavericks, Jesus Christ, they hate Grant Williams. Um, yeah. there, there is a lot of bad mojo over there on Grant. Um, but there's a $6.5 million trade exception on Grant. So basically, you can only fit uh, into that trade exception. And you also, as a second apron team, can't get a buyout for more than $12.5 which is a mid-level exception. So if anyone gets released and they make more than $12.5 you can't get those guys via the Celtics or anyone else over the, the second apron. Mm. So, like, they're just super limited in terms of the kind of deals that they're going to make. If I had to guess, maybe something like John Conchar makes a ton of sense, yeah. makes under that $6.5 million limit. He's under contract for a couple more years. He's the kind of guy you can deal for if you're the Celtics. But don't expect them to make a big move here at the deadline. They also have some second-round picks they can deal but basically, they're going to deal like a second-round pick in that TPE, and that's basically all they can offer. So don't expect them to swing for the fences here. Yeah. Do you have any uh, predictions for tonight's Celtics-Bucks game? Do you think – because the Bucks now, they just got smoked by the Jazz at home, have been playing pretty – they get booed at home. Dame's been ruled in. Do they come out like super aggro after the last couple of games, or how do you think this goes down? Uh, you know, I, I think my general thought on the Bucks is – the, the concern that we had going in, which is a perimeter defense, 
is clearly still the issue. Um, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a Jay King line. I think they're cooked. Like yeah. I I don't trust them um as a team defensively. And the Giannis comments should be a massive alarm bell for anyone who, who likes the Bucks. They're just yeah. like if, if Giannis is is taking pot shots, I mean, yeah, the equipment manager caught astray, but like generally, if he's just taking pot shots at everyone and saying we can't defend on a high level, what are you gonna do come playoff time when you, when teams get significantly better? And by the way, let's be honest, they may not even be the three seed, they might drop to the four. Yeah, Ooh, I mean, like, just to uh, just to push back, uh, like to play the other side of it a little bit, because I, I agree with you uh, for the most part. The Bucks are still twenty five and twelve, um, and they they're sixteen and four at home, nine and eight on the road. Uh, I know they're five and five in their last ten, so that's where most of those L's have come from. Um, but they're still like in pretty good shape. I think the concern right now is similarly to the Celtics, they don't have a lot of flexibility for movement either. Um, so I, I don't really know what kind of tightening up they could do. I mean, I know the chat recently was like, well, Jay Crowder will be back soon. And I'm like, Jesus, for fuck's sake. I mean, like if that, that's, that's not great. Um, and like, you look at the rest of the East. I mean, the Pacers are probably going to fall down a little bit here without Halley for a couple of weeks. The Knicks look like real frisky, but I, I want them to play some real team. They did beat the Wolves, actually. I give them credit. They beat the Wolves. But I want to see them beat some real teams here. Uh, and, you know, Sixers or whatever. So I, I don't, I think it's more concerning, like, championship tier level. I don't see them getting bounced sure. in the first round again or something like that. I think um, the Knicks could beat them in a seven game series again. Or the Heat. Yeah. I mean the Knicks are the Knicks are frisky, man. The Knicks are I we have to start and taking the, them and seriously. the Knicks look great. Yeah. I'm excited for the next Knicks Celtics game. I they uh they do they look really good. So yeah, so you think you think the Celtics go in there and beat them then? Second night of back back Porzingis is starting. Uh, I hope so. I, I, I think they may I, I'm going to be intrigued to see what the injury report looks like. They're yeah. motivated just because for tiebreak purposes, they they want to get this W. Um, but I'll, I'll see what the injury report looks like. It wouldn't surprise me if maybe Holiday takes the night off. If they do something like that. But oh, no, I, the quotes after the game, Holiday seems ready to go for tonight. Oh, Okay. Yeah, he he, because uh, somebody was like, "What what will be like going back to Milwaukee?" Uh, and he was like, "Yeah, I had a good run in Milwaukee, but on to bigger and better, something along those lines." Like like, so I think Holiday's coming to play tonight. Um, I you you will tell how the Celtics will uh, care about the tonight's game if Al rests tonight. If Al plays, and this is the first time all season he plays a back to back, then you know, then you know how the Celtics feel heading into this game. I think they actually put Al on a back-to-back -back last week when they. Oh, when did they, they do it? They they did they did Alan Porzingis I think on the back. -to -back oh, you know what? You're play. right. You're right because I or uh, they both played right. Didn't Porzingis do? I because yeah. there was one game I remember where I was like, oh, I'm not drafting Porzingis. There's no way he plays tonight. So back to back, and then he ended up playing. You you know what it was? Al rested the first night of the back to back last week, and then Porzingis played both nights. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's. Their rotations are are super back to back dependent, but I, I think they're gonna do it. Like they, I think they're gonna go for this one, and if they get the W here, they're gonna be up like five in the loss column. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's a big one. That is pretty a big, much. I wouldn't say it's a stranglehold on first place, but like it's gonna be very difficult for anyone to catch them in the East.
Well, and and after losing to the Thunder, and I know they dropped a game to the Pacers too this past week, but to to go back to back and beat uh, the Timberwolves and the Bucks in consecutive nights uh, with the travel day, I think would be pretty impressive. So we'll see, we'll see. Uh, real quick, just for tonight, the rest of today's action. So only uh, four games on the night slate, but we do start the day at two p.m. Eastern. Brooklyn is playing the Cavs. Uh, over in Paris and shout out our boy, uh, George St. Ledger from the Swingman pod. Who's over there was hanging out with Rob Perez last night. I think you might see Rob in a, in a video of his coming up in a little Ooh. bit. So yeah. So go, go tune into some Swingman pod stuff. Uh, not really. I saw so rare announced that they introduced the soccer, the football side of thing rivals, but it doesn't look like the NBA sides come in anytime soon. Um, but yeah, you got Brooklyn, Cleveland at two, and then we got Celtics and Bucks on TNT. You got Portland and OKC, uh, Knicks against Dallas. There you go, Brunson revenge game or Mavericks revenge game. And then the second TNT game, you got Phoenix and the Lakers, uh, which should be kind of fun. And then yeah, we can close with this. Patrick said, since you're both East Coast stands, how do you feel about Belichick? Yeah, how do you how any any thoughts on that announcement this morning? I have such mixed feelings, man. I, I'm not going to yeah. go long because I, I know the show is going to end here. But um, generally. Hell of a run, man. Like, Bill gave us an incredible 24 years. Like most marriages, the last four years weren't great. The first 20 was great. Um, you know, I, I guess it's unfortunate. He's going to make a great head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Um, so in, enjoy those three miserable years in Atlanta, Bill. Um, that said, I, I'm happy, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm ready to move on to the new era. Like, you get tired of the – Brady Belichick comparisons and yeah, like as a past fan, I'm I love the area that we lived in, but I think there's an element of it where you kind of have to move on. Yeah, yeah, I, I it's funny, and I don't know if this has to do also great joke Tesla. Uh, I don't know, yeah, awesome joke. If this has to do more with uh, uh, my coping mechanism or, but my my football fandom shifted when I started doing this because I, I like invested all of my time into basketball, and so it kind of tapered off with uh brady leaving and so that that to me is kind of like i i feel so fortunate that i get to root for a team that just like won consistently and was always in it that it's it would be insane for me to be like frustrated with the team i think i now find enjoyment out of them getting their teeth kicked in like i'm like this is what happens man and golden state warriors just pay attention to what's happening to the patriots right now because that this is the path this is the path forward for you guys and so like it made sense that he was leaving if he stayed I wouldn't have been upset either. I wouldn't because uh, I don't think there's anything that's going to happen tomorrow, whether it's a new coach or even a new quarterback, that's all of a sudden going to make this team competitive. We have an incredible defense, but me and you are running routes for that team. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott was in the backfield. Like there's no, there's no real uh, upside for this squad right away. So I'm glad Belichick's leaving now instead of trying to hang around for a couple more years. But I got no, I, I hope he doesn't go coach another team just because I think he'd be really fun on TV. So I hope uh, I saw somebody g give him like a uh, the blue light special uh, uh, Saban and Belichick at like 3 p.m. <laughs> like man and gas type type show. Um, so I in a Omaha, in Omaha Productions. Yeah, uh, Omaha Productions. Saban Belichick show. Yeah, 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 yeah do that. something like that. But I, I like I know people. A lot of people have mixed feelings, and I think probably because you still live and die by Patriots wins, and that's really just admitting that my fandom has shifted. Um, but I, I'm like, man, whatever. I do. We had fucking Bailey Zappy. I was like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just gonna bet against my team. Like that's what I'm gonna do. The the, the only <laughs> thing I'll leave with is this: Do you think they hire Vrabel or um, who's a D coordinator? Uh, Mayo. It's not. Uh, 
it's sources sources say uh it's probably going to be mayo which i was kind of surprised by but sources is that, is that a current report or uh i know i'm not current not current i don't know where i saw it from oh we get some australian dollars let's go jjl um uh, yeah matt patricia dude uh, so kevin clark of the ringer had such a good tweet where uh let me see, did i retweet it um Kevin Clark, or not of did I say of the ringer of ESPN or of Omaha Productions, whatever. Uh, Kevin Clark said to put Belichick's legacy in perspective, he made Matt Patricia look good. Incredible, incredible. Um, Rocket engineer. Rocket there you go. Matt, Matt there you go. Tessa also said uh, they tossed all the oldies to the curb. Saban, Pete Carroll, Belly. Yeah, it's time. It's time. Uh, Popovich, you're next. <laughs> like 40 cents. Uh, all right, Weisberg, dude, thanks for uh, joining. You got anything uh, to to plug up for uh, playback over there? Uh, Playback.tv slash Team Hold. Uh, we got go. a bunch of new members last night. We're we're still driving towards 600 members. I'm going to do a big giveaway in the next week or so to, to drive us towards that. Um, nice. You know, we're, we're, we're in a good place with it. Like, we've got some good guests coming, and, you know, we're, we're feeling good. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, go. you can find the link in the show notes. Go check playback.teamhold. Uh, real quick, too, uh, just remind, I think this is the only thing I'm going to do today. So tomorrow we'll have the NBA bit. The underdog happy hour should return at like 2 p.m. Uh, tomorrow and then uh, 5.30 live before lock. And just a reminder over here, go do me a favor. Subscribe to the Team Hold channel if you haven't, uh, the Team Hold Sports channel if you haven't done it yet. I'm going to drop a link in the show notes one more time. Uh, we just dropped a new video today, the Irrational Confidence NBA All-Stars. You can see me yelling right there. There we go. Uh, I'm going to share that link in there as well. Just go to the NBA playlist. Go to this playlist right here. Go to the NBA. No, not the shorts. Excuse me. Uh, the NBA playlist. And I want you. Oh, there we go. A young, fresh face to carry in. And just let this thing run. Let this thing run. Put it in loop. Let's get that engagement up, baby, because we're going to monetize this one. And you oversubscribe bros are going to start making some money here. We are, again, 8,300 subs over there already. So, which is like up 600 from last night. So, uh, keep it coming, baby. Keep it coming. Yeah. More links, only fans, all the things. Uh, but yeah, Weisberg, appreciate you getting up early, man. And hanging out. It's good to have you back on. Go check playback out. Uh, I hope everybody's a great rest of the day. Go Celtics, kid. We're out of here. Oh